0: up against the tree, she let him take comfort from the embrace, her tears dampening his cheeks. This was what he needed from her now. His posture was stiff, his body so tense, he was nearly trembling with rage. And yet, he never let go, as if she were the single strand holding his life together. It's not your fault, she whispered, stroking the back of his head. Paul didn't answer, but from his slumped shoulders, she could tell he didn't believe her. The only sign he'd heard her was a tightening of his arms around her. For long moments, they stood together, their bodies pressed close. Although they'd spent countless hours together, this was the first time she'd sensed the ground of friendship shifting between them. Her skin grew more sensitive to him, his body hard and strong against her own softness. It was wrong to let him hold her like this. He was a poor crofter's son and she the daughter of an officer. Her parents expected her to wed a knight or a baronet one day, perhaps even a peer, since her uncle was a baron. Although a quarrel between her father and his brother had brought them to this small estate in Northwest Scotland, she hadn't minded leaving her home in London. Here she had a freedom she'd never known before. Her heart was pounding as she closed her eyes, fighting against the unbidden response to his touch. I'm leaving Balaloch, he said at last. My mother is sending me away to Edinburgh to live with my uncle. The words sank into her like a blade, though she knew he had to go. They might have hanged Kenneth for the raid, but it was only a matter of time before they came after Paul. It will be safer for you there. My mother doesn't wish to look upon my face any more, he said, his eyes staring off into the distance. No after what I did. His words were laden with grief, and she squeezed his palm, wishing she knew what to say to him. It will be all right. No, no it won't. He let go of her hand, resting his elbows on his knees. I don't ken when I'll be able to come home again. A lifetime of pain hung within his voice, and she drew up to her knees, reaching to touch his face. Your mother likely wants to protect you from the men who did this. You're the only son she has left. It should have been me swinging on those gallows. Don't say it. She touched her forehead to his, and he covered her hands, bringing both her palms up to his face. I know you grieve for him. I just can't believe any of it happened. I keep thinking that I'll wake up and he'll be with us again. His midnight blue eyes grew shadowed and he closed them as if to push back the grief. In the filtered light of the trees, the outside world slipped away until it was only Paul and her. Her hands moved up to his shoulders and in a moment she was in his arms again. This is wrong. Move away her conscience ordered. He's your closest friend, her heart argued back. Paul needed her and she felt his pain as if it were her own. If her father had died in such a way, she couldn't imagine the emptiness inside. You can't stay in Scotland, she whispered, resting her cheek against his. It's too dangerous. The scent of his skin reminded her of the wild pine that grew in the highlands. She inhaled it, trying to make a memory of him. "'I want nothing to happen to you,' she insisted. "'Promise me that you'll do as your mother bade you and be safe.' "'I want justice,' he cut her off, closing his eyes. "'How can I go to Edinburgh and turn my back on what Lord Strathland did to my father?' when you return, perhaps things will change. Juliet touched his cheek and his hands moved to her waist, absently stroking her spine. A ripple of aching warmth flooded through her and she shied away from the feeling she wasn't ready to face. His gaze grew distant and he shook his head. The Earl should suffer the same fate as my father. Juliet said nothing knowing he was speaking words born of suffering and fear. Let it go, Paul, she murmured. Lord Strathland is too...